0: Is there a desire in you to not just attend Revival, but live in Revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in Revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many Revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of Revival on a daily basis. That might help. Without further ado, let's talk Supernatural. The number's on screen. I need the Jeopardy music because it feels like a race every time I put the number on screen. The numbers on screen, guys. Go ahead and call the number, and I will have my finger on the lock button because once we let in, you know, say ten people, we're gonna lock it. We definitely probably won't go two and a half hours like we did last time today because I do have a list of things I got to get done today uh, with recording other videos and doing other things. It's been a very very busy week, but we'll go at least an hour for sure. The numbers right there: one six six nine nine hundred people are already joining nine one two eight and then the meeting ID you're gonna need to type in is right there and I'm gonna wait for the zoom people or I'm gonna wait for the phone people to call and then the zoom people to get in and I'll hold the lock button there's like 600 people 700 so this is like your best chance to get in right now we're doing an early afternoon stream the numbers are low this is your chance to get in the call here all right we're gonna hold the lock hopefully it doesn't load okay did we lock it too early no we didn't okay there's nine of you in the waiting room I think we can get through everybody probably today depending on how long the questions are and uh, here we go. The lines are full. If, if we have time, which we did last time, and we get through everybody because some people do drop out, we will put these back on screen. But for now, the lines are full. That means no one else can call in. Uh, but yeah, we will go here. And it still feels weird streaming at noon. I can't get over this. It's light. The light's coming through my window here. Okay, here we go. Let's take our first caller. Thank you so much for calling in. Please let me know your name and where you're calling in from.
1: Hi, I'm Carlos. I'm calling from Pittsburgh, California.
0: How's it going, Carlos?
1: Uh, It's going great, great. I just had a a question. Um, I don't really know how to ask it, though, but I guess I'm going to... Does it matter if one believes in Trinity or oneness?
0: Oh man, that's the that's the de- that's the um, century long debate oneness versus trinity. Here's the problem with this argument of oneness versus trinity. I've talked to a lot of oneness people. I'm trinity. I'm a trinitarian 100%. I've talked to a lot of oneness people and I've talked to oneness people who agree with everything I say and they say, "Yeah, I believe Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all equally God." three persons and they agree with all that but they still are oneness they wouldn't ascribe to the trinity or the wording of the trinity maybe there's one or two words they disagree with me on and then i talk i've talked to oneness people that say jesus isn't god which just me personally i think if you get into the territory where jesus isn't god i think you're in very 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 dangerous territory um and orthodox like According to orthodoxy, you know, that would be like considered heresy. So that to me is very scary when you start getting into oneness, trini- oneness and you start saying Jesus isn't God. He's just the son. He's not equal to the father. Um, that's where I get a little bit worried, but I'm totally Trinitarian. So the reason why I can't give you an answer on this and say, hey, a oneness people are unsaved and Trinity people are saved is because there's too many... Um, different types of oneness people. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different oneness. Some people that are oneness, again, they don't believe Jesus is God. And then a lot of oneness people do believe Jesus is God. Some oneness people don't believe the Holy Spirit's a person. They just think it's like how God's working, which the Bible clearly says the Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus said, he will come after me. And the Bible not only calls him he, but the Bible says that he can be grieved, that he has emotions, that he can be quenched. So he definitively is a person according to scripture, but again it's hard because every like oneness person you talk to has a little bit of a different doctrine some would agree with the Trinitarian perspective they just say we're not Trinitarian because we don't see Trinity in the scripture but you also don't see the word Bible in the scripture so it's like you can't just say because it's not the word's not there it doesn't mean it's not defining a biblical reality so like the rapture the word's not there but it defines a biblical reality um if you look at the New Testament after Jesus there's no one ever the word discipleship doesn't appear so it's like, oh, should we not make disciples? Because there's nowhere in any of Paul's writings where he talks about making disciples. Yet Jesus told us to make disciples. So the argument of silence, or like right. it only appears one time, is not a good argument. I'm just like where I draw the line, um, where I probably I'm trying to tread lightly here. Where I probably wouldn't have someone on my show, for example, or partner with them, is if they say Jesus is not God. Then I'm like, yeah, right. I can't I can't get down with that. But I do again, I do know oneness people that agree with everything a trinitarian agrees with. They just won't use the word Trinity. So, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
1: No. I I I've seen the debates on YouTube, especially the David K Bernard the 3-hour debate and, you know, it did go back and forth, you know, but I just wanted to I just wanted your opinion or what you may have, a, you know, a scripture to pull up,
0: you know. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and again, it- Like you said, you just watched a three-hour debate. I've watched a lot of the debates. I haven't watched that one, I don't think, specifically. But I've watched them, and it's hours and hours. And it just feels like by the end, there's the person that's Trinitarian still believes in the Trinity and the person that is right. oneness still believes in the oneness. <laughs> like for me, if I bring someone on to debate, it's like, I'm willing to change my mind. If you can convince me otherwise, like I had Dr. Brown on and we talked about the rapture and I'm like, Hey, change my mind. I'm pre-trib your post-trib Change my mind. And I changed my mind, but it's no, for me, it's like pointless to bring people on to debate when I know they have no intention of changing their mind and I have no intention of changing my mind. So it's just an endless argument basically. Um, so that's why sometimes debates I think could be good. Other times I think that they're unfruitful just because it feels like we're running on a treadmill during debate sometimes. Like it's going nowhere. This has been debated for thousands of years, and uh it's just so back and forth.
1: This is true.
0: <laughs> well, and is that guy you that you watch the the guy you watch the debate oh. on, does he's does he not believe Jesus is God?
1: No, he believes yeah, David K. Bernard is
0: a United Pentecostal.
1: So that yeah, okay. they believe in they believe that Jesus is God. Yeah. So.
0: But they're oneness as well, correct?
1: Yeah. They're one that's Pentecostals. Yeah.
0: So they just believe that Jesus is completely different than God, the father, or I mean, what, what is their, what is their baseline? Like what, what do they argue? Well, they
1: believe, they believe that all three are, are, are one in, um, in essence to where like David uh, David Bernard has said that he's, he's a father and that he has a dad. So he's a son too, you know, and in, in that aspect that, they're three but there's still one person
0: gotcha yeah and I think for you know, one part
1: different title
0: yeah one thing I would yeah. disagree with them on there and I've heard guys say this like do you think you're going to go to heaven and see three different people that's like they that's like their gotcha straw man argument to Trinitarians and uh yeah right. the Bible says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father so like how can you sit at your own right hand um absolutely I believe when we get to heaven there will be God the Father and Jesus both equally God and the Holy Spirit as well because again. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father. He's in heaven making intercession. So if Jesus is in heaven making intercession, interceding to the, with the father and interceding on our behalf, and he's seated at the right hand of the father, then how is mm-hmm. he the same person as the father? If he's seated at the right hand. Now, I believe they're all equally God, three persons, one God. But again, I wouldn't ascribe to when we get to heaven, there's only just God, the father. Right. And, you know, with the Bible talks about seeing Jesus and, and his hands and his scars and the lamb that's in heaven, all of that. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I just don't get with it with a um, oneness Pentecostals when they say like, when you get to heaven, there's only going to be God, the father, or one God. To me, the Bible clearly says Jesus sits at the right hand of the father.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's hard to reconcile I, for me. And that's just an argument I would bring. But again, I don't get into these long debates and I haven't sat and I don't spend a lot of my time studying how to, you know, trying to debate people and trying to get into the apologetics. To me, it's like, this is just the way I think of it. I'll leave you on this. Like, there's 150,000 people dying every single day. People are going to hell by the second, by the millisecond. I have friends and family as I speak. Right. It's 1220 Pacific time in California. And I have family right now that if they were to get an accident on the way to the store, they would definitely go to hell. And to me, I'm thinking like, can I spend my time building the church, equipping the saints, reaching the unsaved, reaching the New Agers, the Buddhists, the Muslims, the atheists, and using my time to reach people at the gospel? Or do I want to use my time you know trying to figure out how to debate a guy for three hours on like whether tongues is for today or not so to me and I'm not trying to throw shade at people at all because I know some people feel like it's their life calling to get in these debates but I just feel like man there's so many souls to be saved and yet we're here like we make videos about how false each other are in the body and can a Christian have a demon or not and we want to make like response videos back and forth and I'm just like dude my cousin's going to hell like I want to spend my time in prayer and reaching people and preaching the gospel and equipping the saints. I just don't want to spend my time sitting here arguing with people on social media about whether, like, we should still cast out demons. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right, right.
0: So that's kind of where I'm at on it. But it is interesting. It is interesting to listen to and uh, um, watch some of the content.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate your time. And God bless you and keep doing what you're doing.
0: Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for calling in bye bye all right god bless god bless you you know a lot of people ask me why don't you debate so and so i'm like brother i have to debate my kids before bed cuz they get up 14 times cuz they want to brush their teeth they want water they're hungry right when we put them to bed like i i am i don't have time i have four small kids i'm a part of my local church i'm posting videos every day i'm training i'm equipping i'm doing verse by verse like i'm so busy trying to teach and preach the gospel um i just don't have time to study for six hours to debate a guy that's not going to change his mind about deliverance or tongues or miracles or trinity or anything it's like hey you do your thing and hopefully i'll see you at the gates brother you know what i'm saying um to me it's just a lot of work and time that's or is anybody getting saved you just debated for four hours did anybody get saved is an unbeliever going to hear that and go yeah i want to give my life to christ so to me it's like we only have 24 hours in the day where do i want to spend my time and again I know I'm going to get disagreements. People are going to be like, "Nah, you're wrong. But hey, it is what it is. Okay. All right. Let's take the next caller here before I go on, get on a soapbox. Thank you so much for calling in. Please let me know your name and where you're calling in from. I'm
2: um, Kayla. I'm from Gainesville, Georgia. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you, there?
0: I'm doing good. What's going on today? I was going to say tonight, but it's definitely not. Well, to... I guess for you, it's a little bit later. But yeah. How are you doing this afternoon?
2: It... I'm okay. So, awesome. um... My dilemma here is, so in 20, 2019, I had a really bad panic attack in the car, and I had my daughter with me. And I used to be on uh, Xanax uh, for all the panic attacks, but I got delivered from Pharmacia in 2022, so I've no longer needed the bipolar meds or or the anxiety medications.
0: Praise God.
2: So, yeah. So um, for 10 months after um after I got deliverance I was okay I was able to drive my car at least to church which is like 4 minutes from my house and I was able to drive um to at least to the dollar general which is like 2 3 miles away from my house okay but but april I had a lady that p- prayed uh, for me at church and I went through deliverance for the spirit of fear um but it um I went to take my daughter for her birthday in September and in October, I went to take her to different places. And while I was in the car, I not only had these intrusive thoughts to jump out of the car. It wasn't just the thoughts, but it was also an urge to do it, do it, do it. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, this isn't me. And I know it's not from God and I've been through deliverance. So what is, you know, what's going on? Because I pray, I fast, I renounce, you know, generational curses of anxiety. I've renounced the intrusive thoughts and, And then I I also have this thought of I'm going to go insane and they're going to put me back in a mental mental institution, which is where I went to come off of the pills. They're going to put me back in there and put me back on medication.
0: Yeah. And what was your deliverance like? Uh, Tell us a little bit about how long was it? Who did it? uh, Or you don't have to say their name, but like, did they know how to do deliverance? Because that, to me, interests me. And the reason why I say this is a lot of people say i went to deliverance and i'm like oh okay what was your deliverance like they're like well i went to a service and somebody prayed for me for like 35 seconds and to me that's amazing we all should get prayer we should go to these services but i would say usually if it's a case like for what you're saying where something feels like it's taking over your body and it's telling mm-hmm. you to jump out of your car or whatever it is to do like you need you need a, a legitimate, thorough deliverance, like make sure that things out. And those that have never done deliverance are not going to understand what I'm saying, because they don't know what it means to wrestle. They don't know what it means to spend time. They don't know what it means to persevere. So they do like these five minute drive by deliverances. And then they're like, yeah, nothing came out. It's like, yeah, you got to actually wrestle and you got to work this thing out and you got to actually, you know, you got to spend the time. These things are stubborn. If they've right. been there for years, they don't just come out instantly. Again, no one will agree with me that doesn't do deliverance, but everyone that does deliverance will agree with me. So I know, like, critics in the chat will say, oh, that's not true, it doesn't take long, and it's like, oh, show me your deliverance, and they don't do deliverance. So was yours pretty thorough? Were you with someone that, like, kind of knew what they were doing when it comes to casting out demons?
2: Um, well, I, I drove up to Global Vision, you know, where Pastor Greg Locke, yeah. you know, he's. <laughs> I watch him all the time. So, I drove all the way up there, and I went, and i I manifested the spirit of pharmakia. and I didn't go after fear that I just really wanted to get off the pills back then. And that's yeah. why I went up there and got delivered for it. Now, I did manifest during the come out name um, for fear, and and I and, like I said, I was okay for ten months. I was at least able to start driving. But then, ten months ago, I had this after that lady prayed for me at my local church, uh, driving home. I like the thoughts and the, and the urges were so scary. I have not drove a car since then. That's how bad yeah. it's been. Like, I can't, even, yeah, I can't even take my kid to school or drive myself to church because of the thoughts and the urges.
0: Have you looked at and the I deliverance map by chance and see if there's anyone in your area? Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm even on your deliverance map and I called a lady that was on your deliverance map, and you know we did like five six hours of of deliverance, and i i I thought well, maybe it's not a demon, maybe it's a stronghold, but i don't you know I don't see a stronghold giving you urges trying to compel you,
0: yeah, yeah, so for me, it, the reason why I'm like uh, again, I don't think everything's a demon, I don't think every single person needs deliverance, but I would say if there's something in you trying to take over your body as your as your words and control you while you're driving, I would definitely say that's a demonic spirit. You know, 100%, what else would it be? What else could it be? You know what I mean? Um, You've already manifested, you got some deliverance. It sounds like more stuff is there, more stuff is hiding. I'm not the guy that's going to say, keep getting more and more and more and more deliverance. But if you still need deliverance and there's still stuff hiding, uh, you may need more deliverance. You know what I mean? So let's do this. Um, And guys, please, please... (coughs) I really feel the Lord on this. I'm I'm doing this because um, I feel the Lord telling me to do this. So I'm gonna follow what the Holy Spirit has to say to me. But please guys don't message me. Don't call and say, hey, can you do my personal deliverance? I have a list of people I'm trying to work through. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing one-on-one deliverance right now, like with people that request it, because I already have people I'm working with. That's why we have the deliverance map. But I definitely want to pray with you one on one. So let's do this. I'm going to mute us both. And then do you want to give me your email or your phone number? Don't give it to me yet because I'm going to mute us, but would that be something that you'd want to do? And then me and you can jump on a Zoom call and I can just pray with you and see if we can get the stuff out of you.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Would that be okay?
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Okay, let me mute us on the stream and then
2: Um, text me, or we'll do it. I'm this,
0: yeah, we're unmuted now, but I'm going to send you a text today. Actually, right after the stream, I will send you a text message and then we will get on a Zoom call and I'll pray with you and uh, we'll come up with a strategy and see see what comes up. You know, We'll ask the Lord for some clarity and some direction and whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's finding you someone on the deliverance map, uh, but I'm going to pray deliverance over you on Zoom for sure, just to see okay. what's there. But to me, I would say, listen, if something's taking over your body, telling you to do something while you're driving and you're like, I can't even drive, Isaiah. Then I think we need to we need to get this thing out of you. I think there's something still there, and that's nobody's fault. It's no one's church's fault. It's no person. Not the. It's not the fault of the lady you were with. I again, I've been in deliverances for hours and hours and hours, and the person still needed more deliverance, and they got a lot of freedom. But it's like, hey, there's a lot of there's a lot to be done here, you know. So that could be that could be that as well. Okay. All right. So I'll be talk. I'll be sending you a text today, and we'll set something up.
3: All right. Thank you,
0: Isaiah. All right. God bless you, sister. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, guys. I think definitely there's more uh, deliverance to be done there, and so we're gonna pray. I'll connect with her, please, guys. Again, I, I feel like the Lord's telling me to do this with her. I can't connect with every single person because I have thousands of messages that I get every single week on. Will you pray for me deliverance? I'm one person. We've created the deliverance map for that reason. But when it's this situation, the Lord tells me, hey, you need to pray with this lady. Then uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I'm, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. So yeah, be praying for her, and we're gonna believe for complete deliverance here. All right, let's take our next caller here. Thank you so much for calling in. Please let me know your name and where you're calling in from.
4: Hi, my name is Aiden, and I'm calling in from Altoona, Pennsylvania.
0: How are you, Aiden?
4: Oh, I'm doing great, Isaiah. How are you?
0: Good, good, man. How's What's going on today?
4: Um, Well, that's the thing. I'm actually not sure why I'm calling. I was in prayer earlier, and I felt like the Lord told me to hop on your live today.
0: Awesome. Do you need prayer for anything or do you have any specific question or?
4: Yeah. So I like I have a couple of things that I have like in my head that I want prayer for, but like I can't like narrow down like one specific one. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like, um, how do you overcome pride? So I guess I can start with that.
0: Yeah, so for me, the biggest way to overcome pride is is prayer, is humbling yourself before God. It's very hard to be prideful if every single day you get on your knees, submit yourself to God, lay on your face wherever your prayer closet is, and say, God, I honor you. I give you the glory. I give you all the praise. I need you in my life. Like Not praying is a sign of pride, saying you don't need God. Because pride says you don't need God. You don't need help. It's your way. Do it yourself. You're your own God. That's the, That's the essence of pride. So for me, the way I combat pride is by reminding myself I'm a no, I'm, and I'm not, and this might sound a little bit, um, I don't know. Maybe it sounds bad, but this is what I do. Like reminding myself, I'm just a servant of God. I'm nobody special. I don't buy my own press. The numbers don't matter. They don't mean anything. God can raise somebody up in a moment and replace me. I'm like, Lord, I'm I'm a servant to you. I'm, I'm a son of yours. Like I, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for everything you've done in my life. It's just constant attitude of thanksgiving and praising God. And then just thanking God for what he's done and reminding yourself, like, I'm not a big deal you know? Because that's what pride does. Pride wants you to say, you're a big deal, builds up this ego and you don't need God. You can do it on your own now. So for me, it's like a constant state of thanksgiving, a constant state of reminding myself that, no, I'm not some big name, this, that, or that. I'm just a slave of God. I'm just a son of Christ. I'm son. Of, I'm a son of God and uh, going before God every day, and getting on my knees before streams, after streams. Like there's some streams where I just get on my knees after, get on my face, Lord, thank you. I give you the glory, you the praise. I was all about you. It's not about me, because um, you could get you could get an ego and not even realize it. That thing could sneak up on you. So that's that's what I would say is that constant. I mean, you said you were in prayer earlier, so it sounds like I'm preaching to the choir here. But I think if you get out of that place of prayer, praise, and worship, then pride sets in. Um, it's like Satan. He's like, ooh, look at I'm a beautiful angel and I could exalt myself above God and I could be praised like God and I could be in control of all the other angels. And you start wanting a position that God hasn't given you. And we have to all realize, like when the Pharisees were making all these claims, the Bible says that could God not just raise up, like uh, John the Baptist said, don't say your sons of Abraham, surely God could turn these stones into children of Abraham. Like, don't think you're special. God can literally take the stones and make them, children of Abraham and replace you in, in essence. So we definitely don't want to get to that place where we don't need God, where we don't pray. We don't fast. We don't read. We think we're something like take heed lest you fall. You know, pride comes before the fall. So the moment you start seeing pride set in, get ready. Cause there's a fall coming, you know? So that, that's, that's the thing I think yeah. always keeping your pride in check and, and staying in that place of prayer is for sure important. Mm,
4: yeah, that's, that's really good. I w- was listening to uh, a VOD or, something of yours a little bit ago and you had mentioned something about um being a slave to god and that hit me so hard in my heart because um that's that's really what we are and like we we use that term so gingerly because it's not a very um okay word to say in in america and um but like that's what it is and so like that's been something that i've been working through like am i really a, a slave am i really a bond servant for god Like how much of my life am I still in control of?
0: That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And and a servant or a slave has no control. They do what the master tells them to do. And it's a, Mm -hmm. it's an, it's a loving submission. Like I think it was James that said slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like that's, I think that's how he opens his letter. I believe it's James. And so that was, that was his title. He wasn't like, I'm a bishop, I'm an apostle. I'm this high class prophet. He was like, no, I'm a slave of God. And, uh, oh no, I think the stream just cut out. All right, I think we're still on. Type one if we're still live here, guys. I know on Zoom we're still live, but it's showing that we're disconnected here on my end. But anyways, yeah, being a slave and even there's a parable Jesus gives where he's like, you guys want me to thank you for everything you do, but does a master thank a slave for doing what he's supposed to do? Like we're supposed to be reading and praying and fasting and witnessing and sharing our faith and discipling people and baptizing people and praying for the sick and casting out demons. Like These are all things we're supposed to do. And yet Jesus is like, you want extra credit for the bare minimum you want me to say like thank you so much isaiah for preaching and thank you so much for doing this and thank you so much yet that's what you're supposed to be doing and a master doesn't tell a slave thank you so much for cleaning the house thank you so much but the bible says no you're just doing what you're supposed to do as a slave so yeah we are forever indebted to god we are we were a slave of sin now we're a slave of christ and it's the best master you could ever have it's a master that loves you that cares about you that takes care that takes care of you, that wants a relationship with you, um, that has your best interest in mind, that gives you joy and peace and happiness and wholeness and the best eternal retirement plan ever in a mansion. And he gives you everything you could ever ask for um, in the life to come. And this life, yeah, there's times where it's hard, but this life is only temporary. I consider these present trials, Paul said nothing in comparison to the glory that waits for me. So, of course, our life's not going to be perfect and everything's going to be right, but we have a God that watches out for us, that loves us and cares about us, and it's it's the best life ever. It's way better than being a slave of the devil. Like, a million times better than being in the world. And I I was a slave. We're all slaves to something. I was a slave to drinking and partying and lust and pornography and uh, my career and my college and my job. And I was a slave to a million other things. And I've been set free from all of those things. And I went from having 30 different masters, which really was my master was Satan, but I thought it was all these other things to now I have one master who loves me and cares about me and looks out for me and gives me life and peace and joy. And it's the best life to live for sure. Amen. Awesome. Well, let me say a prayer for you before I get you off here. All right. Thank you. What was your name again? Aiden. Aiden. Father, I thank you so much for Aiden, Lord just God for what you're doing in his life the hungry has for your word the hungry has for prayer I pray God that you would just do something special in him today Lord you told him to get on this call so father I know that you have something to speak to him something to say to him something to do in his heart and father we ask you to do the work I pray God whatever direction whatever crossroads I don't know why but I just see Aiden you're in front of two paths right now you're at a crossroads in your life where you're literally standing in an intersection I don't know it's just an image I'm seeing and uh, I'm praying that the Lord would tell you what path to take whether it's I'm I'm going to go here or go there. I don't know if it's a college thing, a relationship thing, a job thing, a ministry thing. I don't know. I just know there's two paths in front of you. And I feel like the Lord saying, he's going to clearly show you what path you need to take. You've been asking him, God, what direction do I go here in this specific area? And I feel like the Holy spirit saying, he's going to show you the right path to take. He's going to make your path straight. And he's going to make your path clear. Sometimes, in life our 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 road that we're on gets foggy and it's hard to see in front of us it's like when you're foggy on the freeway and you can barely see 10 feet in front of you I feel like sometimes you've had a time where you're like man I feel like the road I'm on is foggy and I can't see right in front of me but I just feel like the Lord is saying to you today I'm going to remove the fog I'm going to make your path straight and clear keep pursuing me keep praying keep reading keep studying keep doing everything you're doing and God's going to show the straight path the narrow path and the clear path. And God's word is not confusing, it's not cloudy. The confusion's being removed right now in Jesus name. The cloudiness being removed in Jesus name. God's going to bring clarity to your mind um, and just bring bring direction. I don't know what that is, but God's going to bring direction to you. So Father, we pray, you would speak clearly to him, God. You would direct him along your path and along what you want him to do, God, that you would get ultimate glory, ultimate honor that we me and my brother would continue to be slaves of you and walk righteously before you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen amen did that amen. make sense that at all so to you good.
4: bro uh yeah it was like nail right on the head i mean every example that you said like you didn't know if it was this this or that It, it's all of those things
0: awesome yeah, man, I just felt that you're at a crossroads and there's decisions you're trying yeah. to make and you're, you're like, Lord, I don't know which one's you. you know. And I've, I've been there. I'm there right now at, an air, at a certain thing that I'm praying about of what I'm gonna do for next year and a certain thing that I haven't announced yet. And I'm going like, I feel like I'm at a crossroads, but the Lord's like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna make that path clear. And so, yeah, I really feel like the Lord's doing that for you. You're gonna get a peace about it. God's gonna speak clearly to you and you're gonna take, you're gonna take the right road. It's, it's hard to be in prayer and reading and fasting and not take the right road. So just have faith man you're you know you're hearing god you know you know what god's telling you to do and just and walk in it
4: man thank you brother i really appreciate it
0: awesome well thanks for calling in bro and i hope to meet you someday uh likewise all right god bless really really good question well i guess it wasn't a question but um he felt like god told him to call so hey here we are and i was able to give him a little encouraging word there and uh, maybe some of you are in that season right now of crossroads and God will make your path straight. God desires to, he's not trying to hide his plan from you. Just continue to seek him. I apologize. We did disconnect earlier and it kicked some people out. You have to come back in and we lost it for a minute, but we're back. Thankfully it didn't disconnect fully. Okay. We have like uh, four or five more. We'll go through We're what we're 30, 35 minutes in. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for calling in. Please let me know your name and where you're calling in from.
3: Hi, this is Erica calling from Los Angeles, California.
0: How are you, Erica?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. What's going on today?
3: I just have a question in regards to fasting. Um, When I'm reading through the Bible, I see references about not eating food or drinking water. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. If I do a water fast only, like, does God still see that? Or does it have to be no food or water?
0: No, I would definitely, water. yeah, I would definitely do food and water. I mean, I would definitely do drink water um, and do no food. I would say, are you talking about, uh, whose fast specifically in scripture are you referring to when you, when you see no water?
3: Moses, you um, can eat bread or drink water. I believe it also says that for...
0: Um, oh, I just lost you there. Say that one more time.
3: Uh, when Moses went up, uh, I think to the mountain, he fasted without eating bread or drinking water.
0: Um, and I, I'm well trying to think of how long he was up there for.
3: Uh, keep, uh, 40, he was there for 40 days and nights.
0: Okay, with no food and water. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking up the scripture here. Um, yeah, 40 nights Exodus
3: hungry.
0: 34, Okay, so say it again.
3: Ex- Exodus thirty four twenty eight.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't um, familiar that he didn't drink. I wasn't aware that he didn't drink water. Moses was there 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. Um, Yeah, to me, when I read this, I would definitely never recommend anyone do this. I think they say you can live without water for like three to five days. This is 40 days, and this was a very special moment of him going to a mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. So I wouldn't take this as normative and say this is a prescription for every believer to do a 40-day fast. I would tell no one to do a 40-day fast unless God told them to do a 40-day fast. And I'm talking just food. I'm not talking about like not drinking water. I'm talking about I would never tell anyone, unless God's telling you, don't do a 40-day fast, no food. I would never recommend anybody do Oh, no water fast for 40 days, because you will die unless the Lord tells you to do it. Again, if the Lord clearly speaks to you, like he was speaking in Exodus, where he's meeting with these people face-to-face, specifically Moses was literally meeting God face-to-face, getting direct instruction from God. Now, that's not really the way the Lord functions in the New Testament. Of course, God can meet with people, and people can encounter God and have these radical experiences, but usually it's the Holy spirit speaking to us in a still small voice. It's not like a face to face. This was a total supernatural moment in history. Let's just say it that way. Right. It's not every day that, uh, none of us are going out getting 10 commandments on mountaintops anymore today. So yeah, I would never recommend any more than a day or two with no water. And I wouldn't even recommend a no water fast because literally after three days you can die. So that would be special. Now, Jesus, um, I believe Jesus drank water. Was that, is that correct? Does it say, yeah, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Well, it doesn't say if he drank water or not. I would have to look that up. Yeah, but, it's
3: not specific. Yeah, I think um, that's the Paul only time in the Bible. Axe.
0: Yeah, you have another reference?
3: Uh, For Paul?
0: Yeah, you said oh Paul in Acts.
3: Yeah, I think it's nine. Hold on one second. No problem. That's nine... Paul didn't eat or uh, drink water for three days, but I can't find it. I know it's in <laughs> chapter. Oh nine. no
0: problem. Let me see. You said Acts chapter eight. I think it's nine. Okay, let's see. Okay, here we go. Acts nine nine. Um, he remained blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Yeah, I mean, you could you again. You can survive, you know, three days or more without drinking water, but three to five days, I want to say your body could will start shutting down. You just need water. Water's oil, the oil of your body. So I would say it's not normative. Again, we got to remember Moses was on the mountain with God, like with God, God was sustaining him. You know what I mean? He's directly yeah. with God in his presence in a special way. So I wouldn't believe, I, I mean, I wouldn't teach anybody to fast 40 days without food or water because again you will die and I think it's a foolish thing to do. I would recommend fasting always with water. I would recommend doing a no food fast. So if you're going to fast, don't do food. Uh, we've done a lot of videos on fasting. Vlad has a lot of content. I've had him on my channel as well. He's done 40 day food fast several times. I would recommend no food and water only, but I wouldn't recommend no water. I would again, I can't say it enough. I would never recommend somebody do a fast without food or water uh paul i would say not eating or drinking for three days i don't think that was a well i mean yeah i won't go into that that was a very special thing and again you could survive three days without food or water i just wouldn't recommend it so um yeah i think you definitely i just was just curious like does
3: god still see it if i still you know like is that
0: 100 percent, yeah if you fast fasting technically is without eating it's not without drinking so if you fast without food and you're drinking water, you're good to go. God definitely sees it. Um if you break your fast, you know, at 11:50 p.m. and you're like, "Well, I am supposed to break it at midnight." God still sees it. We don't serve a like religious or legalistic God that's looking at every rule and regulation every minute. We're under grace, we're under a new covenant. We're now by relationship, not like this law. So I know some people go like, "I'm going to break it at 12:01 p.m." and they think God like it won't count if it's at 11:59 and realistically god's not like that god's not legalistic and again you know in another time zone it is midnight so i think he looks at your heart and if your heart is hey lord i'm doing this fast to get closer to you i'm doing this fast to know you better i'm doing this fast just to honor you or whatever it is you're fasting for to break through like i want your presence closer in my life god is going to honor that fast whether it's one day two day three day four day five day six day seven day forty day if the lord tells you to a forty day do a forty day but, I, but it's not a normative thing where people are walking around doing 40-day fast. And it wasn't normative in Scripture as well, you know, to do just 40-day fast. Like, we just don't see the disciples making a lifestyle of 40-day fasting. So I definitely would say, um, yeah, another person said Esther did a three-day no food or water. So it seems like three days apart from Moses was the max. I, I wouldn't even recommend doing a three-day with no water unless the Lord specifically speaks to you. And at that point, my opinion doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? If the Lord tells you to yeah. do something, Isaiah Saldivar's opinion goes shooting right out the window. Um, but for sure <laughs> you need water. All right. Well,
3: no, was just a quick question. Thank awesome. Well, so thank, it's God interesting.
0: Bless. It's interesting. Cause I wasn't even, you know, I, I, again, I've done teachings on this, but when you're, I haven't done a teaching on this in almost a year, I didn't even look to think that Moses did no water for 40 days. I didn't even know that. So it's interesting to look up the scripture and go, Oh wow. Of course I've read that before, but I didn't, it's not in my mind of like thinking about it. So I'm glad you brought it up. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Well,
3: thank you. Thank you thank so much. You. God bless
0: you. God bless okay. you. I would say too, guys, those of you in the chat asking if you can drink a smoothie. Um, here's the thing. If you're going to fast and then drink smoothies that are as much calories as eating and you're still like not hungry and you're still not sacrificing, it's probably not a super legitimate fast. Now, if you are fasting you know, a couple days, only liquids, and you're super hungry and you're at work or you absolutely need the calories, then yes, God is not going to smite you down. Again, it's not legalism for drinking a smoothie, drink the smoothie. It's totally fine. But I would say if you can try to do water only, but smoothies are fine. There's days where I, I usually don't eat days that I go and preach or even days I stream. A lot of times I don't eat and I'll do a smoothie. I'll get a Jamba juice or something. And it's not necessarily that I'm fasting. It's just kind of like I've consecrated my day to God, which I guess is fasting, but I'm um, really dedicating to him in that day and spending time in prayer and the word and not eating I don't even have a desire to eat, to be honest with you, but I'll get like a smoothie or I'll drink like I have these little yogurts that are like this big, just yogurts with like a hundred calories that have some vitamins in them. I'll drink one of those just to get something in my stomach. But yeah, definitely. There's a lot of different ways to fast water for sure. I would, I can't say this enough guys, please let me be clear. Make sure you're drinking water. I would never recommend anybody doing a fast without water. If the Lord speaks to you, then you're not, there's no reason to even listen to what I'm saying, but yeah, drink water, please. Uh, that, that passage in Exodus is not normative. It's a command for Moses. And it's, he was with God. He was with God on a mountaintop. So water, I think, was probably the last of what he was worried about. You know, if you're on a mountaintop with God and you're fasting uh, for 40 days with no food and water, I, I think you'll survive. I think uh, God can sustain you if you're literally with God himself there. So, yeah. Uh, Vlad did a 40-day with no food and no water. No, Vlad definitely drank water. Uh, Vlad did not fast for 40 days with no water. He did no food. No one is fasting 40 days with no water. You will die. Let me, let me look up how long you can go without drinking water. But nobody's doing 40 days. About three days without water. Um, how long can you live without water? You can only live a matter of days without water before getting severe dehydration. Three days, one, four days. Yeah, so... Vlad, nobody you guys know did 40 days with no water, except for Moses, which you don't know Moses, but yeah, don't do 40 day water fast because you will literally die unless the Lord specifically tells you to. And even then, um, I think it would be foolish. I don't think the Lord's going to tell you to do that, but anyways, that's another story. Okay. Let's take the next caller here. Thank you so much for calling in. Please let me know your name and where you're calling in from.
5: Oh, um, hi. Hello. I'm sorry. Um, That's hi, good, my name you? is Jenny. Hi, good, good. I'm sorry. I was waiting. So I wasn't some yard work. Oh, uh, No worries. <laughs> I know it's like you're
0: waiting for you to pay your water bill and they put you on hold for 40 minutes. No worries. <laughs> no worries.
5: <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Jenny and I'm calling you from Mesa, Arizona.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Jenny, for calling from Arizona. And uh, what's going on this afternoon? What can I, what, what would you want to talk about?
5: Well, um, okay. So I was, thinking how to word it and everything, but to start over, to, just to start, um, I want to thank you, you know, for the opportunity. And um, I uh, went to see you out with that wall church.
6: Oh, and awesome. I awesome. Had,
5: yes. And I had a petition in my heart um, about my son and I was hoping that you were able to pray for him. And I remember that at the end of the service um, you started praying and you know, you got up the stage and um, you asked us to not hold, like not hold, grab you not get a hold of you that if you felt it you were going to go and pray and I was there standing with my son um he's 10 years old and he's really sensitive um for um spiritual um the good and the bad spiritual and um I remember that he just started sobbing and crying and crying and I just remember praying um to God that I, I was you know hoping that you would you know get nearby us and pray for him um and you did you did you You um, started praying for him, and I remember that um, the words that you said really touched me because I knew, um, I I trust you a lot. I've learned a lot from your
0: um, channel,
5: from your lives, from your testimony, and I knew that you would bring me the word of God for my baby because we've been struggling for years. And I remember when you were praying for him, you said, um, he has joy, you to anxiety to get away from him um depression the spirit of sadness to get away from him you told him that he has joy and i remember that we were both sobbing and ever since that day um it's been a lot better so i want to wow. thank you for that
0: that's thank awesome you, thank, thank you, so you for much. sharing that that's amazing
5: yes and um well it's him the reason why i'm calling um i also wanted to give a shout out in case my sister and my Cunado are listening, Fernando and Leslie. Um, they are devoted listeners of your awesome. channel. Awesome.
0: Shout out to them. Yes. Shout out to them. That's
5: awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, my, also, um, my cunado got delivered through your deliverance map uh, at, without Wells Church as well. Awesome. Um, and he was able to stop smoking, stop smoking, um, you know, the green stuff.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So,
5: yes, it is. It is. Um, they're doing so much better as well. Well, I'm going to get right to the point. Um, so I have uh, three sons. Um, the middle one, he's 10 years old. Um, you know, I conceived him when I was really young. I was about 20. And um, his dad, he, um, I wasn't a Christian back then, but I remember him sharing a story with me about how he was tormented um, by, I didn't know back then that they were demons. Now I know. Um, and then he was telling me that one time, um, this prophet came into his church and that he told him that, um, there was a battle about his life. And that's why he had so much, um, issues, uh, with the spiritual world, how he was always getting attacked. Um, his father, he was never in his life, but he didn't really know why he wasn't in his life. And he always felt like resentment coming from his mom. Um, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because it's really important for you to understand what's happening to my kid now. Um, then, um, long story short turns out when he met his dad, he ended up being a pastor of a church in New York. Um, but the thing was, is that he has a line where he prays for people and he also has an online church and he has a church where he actually like goes and preach, but he lives a double life. uh, right after he preaches, and I saw this with my own eyes. Um, I went to New York. You know, we had a little time together over there. And right after he he goes to church, he goes and he changes his clothes and he acts like a woman. He's wow. completely trans. Ugh. Yes, and it, it it was it was crazy to me. It was um sad. It was disgusting to think that all these people are putting trust on him, and he's just really. Um, deceiving them, you know, and that is he changes crazy. his voice. Yes, I know, I know. He changes his voice immediately. Um, I remember that he was praying for someone to the phone, and then right after he finished with the praying, he switched the lines, and then he was talking to this other guy, like if he was a woman. I was like, wow. what is going on? I was completely, I, I was completely shocked. Um, well. This relationship obviously didn't work out because this guy has had so many issues. Probably still has some until this day. Um, but I remember that um, when I decided to not continue with the relationship, I found out that I was pregnant after I um, finished that relationship. And honest, being honest, um, I I never thought that this thought will get, will you know, will get to me. I never thought I was going to be that person but I honestly did think about getting rid of the baby. Um, I was so scared. I already had one. I was so scared. I'm like, how am I going to be a single mother? Um, People, I mean, again, because I was already, you know, from a failed relationship when I was very, very young. And um, I was, you know, just thinking about the prejudice that I was going to take from people. And, you know, obviously my life, I was so young, I was going to college and Um, I was just so scared because this guy came from this crazy guy out there in New York. And then his dad was even more crazy. I'm like, oh, my God, what if I have this kid and this kid's crazy? But back then, I wasn't even thinking about the spiritual or nothing. I honestly just thought that he had, like, mental issues. Wow. And I was just scared that my baby would have that, too. And I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, I remember I called Planned Parenthood and I made an appointment for an abortion. And um, ever since I was little, my mom always planted the seed in me of the fear of God. Um, and I remember that um, when I was about to go to the appointment, I didn't. I didn't. And I, I was just, I knew that I was never going to be able to forgive myself. And I knew that,
3: um, that
5: this baby had to be born um, and that because of God, I couldn't do that to him. Um, so then I ended up having my baby, um, when he was born, it, it was, it was just so beautiful. Obviously I could have flipped data from the picture completely. Um, because you know, it wasn't, it, it just wasn't the right thing to do. He just had so many issues back then. And fast forward, my baby was, was born when he was almost two years. I met my now husband. Um, and I'll tell you what, after that baby was born my life changed for the better completely. It was like, if it was like this big blessing from God, my life just started getting better and better and better. And God started putting the right people in my life, including my husband. I know. And then we got married. Um, and so he, you know, took over uh, the fatherhood of my baby and, um, he really, you know, um, Gave love. I mean, he still gives love to my son and everything. But one time, um you know, I was so distracted with how good what life was going, and I was finally seeing the life that, to be honest, with you God was the last thing on my mind. I was just so focused in in you know making money, making a family, um you know all the stuff of um, this world, not really thinking about my my spiritual life or God or anything. Um, one time, my son was in his bed. And he always um, struggled to sleep, always. He always had big struggles to sleep. And he would tell me when he was little, he would cry a lot. But I honestly just that it was just him being a kid. When well, he was able to talk a little bit, he came out of his room. And then he had his hands closed. And he says, Mom, Mom, come and look. And I said, what's going on? And he's like, look. And he opened his hands, and nothing was in there. But he told me, he told me that those were his friends from New York. And that there was people coming from New York to visit him, and it blew my mind. And I was like, "Is this just a coincidence? You know, because he doesn't know his biological dad, and he obviously doesn't know his grandpa, and he doesn't know anything about God." And so my husband just said, "Oh no, it's just imaginary friends. All kids have imaginary friends." And I was like, "Yeah, you know that that must be it." But then I noticed that my kid was, would cry all the time. Um, he was, he just had like this depression that it wasn't normal for a three, four year old to be depressed about. Um, he has issue, he had a lot of anxiety at that young age. He had a lot of depression um, he was always sad for something and he struggled a lot to sleep. There were nights where he would only sleep two to three hours. And then he would be afraid to fall asleep because he would say that his friends from New York will come and visit him. Oh. Um, and um, he will tell me that on um, his room. I remember that sometimes I will go to sleep in his room. I honestly didn't never, ever felt anything. Um, but he will like, he will point out and he's like, did you see that? And I'm like, I, I saw what he's like, that is looking at me. He's like, turn off the light. You're going to see it. It is, it is looking at me. And I would turn on the light, but there was nothing there. But he was, he was shake. He was so scared. And then um, fast forward about four years, about three or four years after that, um, I went to, I, I we moved we a house. Um, my neighbor, not in, from, you know, my neighbor, um, in the front, uh, I'm sorry, my neighbor and here, um, she goes to church. She's Christian. Um, her um, husband's a co-pastor from this Pentecostal church. Um, and she took my, I, I remember cause uh, her kids had the same age as mine. So one time they invited them to church and they went and, um, I remember that she came back and she said, Hey, um, I wanted to talk to you about Alejandro. And I was like, yes, I'm like, what's going on? And I thought that he did something, you know, but she was telling me that as soon as he, as he stepped into church, he would not stop bawling. He was just crying and crying and crying and crying and that he, when the pastor made a call, he went up to the altar. Mind you, I've never taken my kids to church up to this point. So when the pastor called him, he went up to the altar. He started praying for him, my son, my son. He says that he started crying and crying uncontrollably and that he just kept saying, I want my mom to be here. My mom needs to be here. I need to be at church. And that um, he just said that he fell that somebody that was really good was around him. He's like, I just know that God was around me, he said. I didn't know that it was God back then, he said, but I know that it's God now. And I just thought for a, back then for an eight year old it was I mean, at least I wasn't talking like about that when I was eight or like yeah. that at all. Um so um I remember that that's when my life started shifting and that's when I started, you know, looking for God because I knew that I had to help my son somehow, somehow because my son was suffering big time. He was getting yeah. tormented, and I couldn't see it. And I, and it just broke my heart to know that he was battling with this for so many years, and I just didn't do anything. And when I found that, I really didn't know what to do. So then I started. Um, you know, I, I, you know, how, how old is your son now?
0: How old is he today?
5: Now he he's ten now. He just turned ten.
0: And Um, is he still experiencing all the stuff that you're talking about?
5: Honestly, it's a lot better. He's still not experiencing that about, you know, his friends from New York. He's kind of like forgotten about that. Um, But he he still has issues on sleeping a little bit, but it's way better. He's not as sad as he was before.
0: Yeah, it sounds like he probably got deliverance at that service where he was crying and the pastor was praying for him. It sounds like he got deliverance there. you know what I mean?
5: Actually, to be honest with you, and it's not because I'm in a cult with you, I think it was because he started getting better after you prayed for him at the Without Walls Church.
0: That's awesome.
5: And um he did uh, get... Um, after that. I you know he still continues to have those issues. Now he has a lot of anger issues. He gets angry. He gets crazy when he gets angry. And I see those traits from his dad coming from his dad and during a lot like there was a time and that's when i found out about your videos i found you on tiktok talking about deliverance and that's when i started following you then i follow alexander pogani and then i remember that you recommended a book um about children's deliverance i read that yeah. book as well and um he's you know he's he's doing way better but my question is um but this is the thing so i know a lot of moms say Oh, no, my son is special. I love him. But I kid you not, I feel it in my heart. I love my three sons equally for them. For me, like each of them is special. But him, there's something about him. And I don't know. I'm trying to walk in the right path. I got baptized. Um, My family recently, we all started going to church. Awesome. Yes, I know it, it, it's been beautiful. I'm finally having a rel- relationship with Jesus. Um, there's a TikTok term that says she knew of God and now she knows God, and that is me. Um, I can see how His grace has worked throughout my life and my family, and I can see how I was never alone, even when I felt the loneliest in that pregnancy.
3: Yeah. Um,
5: with Alejandra. and but the thing is, like, I know, I know there's something about Him, and I you said it when you prayed for him. You said, you said that God has a calling on him. And I don't know, um, I mean, I'm not trying to say that you say that to everybody, but I think like if you said it, it only, honestly, it only gave me confirmation. Yeah. um and i, yeah, don't I definitely don't go around I... saying
0: that to everybody um i mean i prayed for a lot of people that day so i can't be like oh i specifically yeah. remember this yeah, this no, thing of but of course as i'm yeah. praying i'm asking the lord to speak through me if I, I usually am prophesying as i'm praying to people at the altar um it's definitely to to i guess your question of like are some kids special have a special calling absolutely absolutely some kids have a special calling i mean from his birth God spared him you know you were gonna go get an abortion as you said in your own words and you're like no the fear of God came over me I had it scheduled and I canceled and didn't get it so 100% God has a special calling on certain people and uh, the devil knows to an extent I don't know how much the devil knows but I know that when Moses was a baby Pharaoh said let's kill all the all the young men and then when Jesus was a baby, which Moses was the deliverer of the in the Old Testament, one of the greatest deliverers, Jesus was obviously the greatest deliverer there ever was. And when Jesus was a baby, um, Herod said, let's kill all the boys. So the devil has some idea that there's deliverers being raised up and he'll try to kill those that he can. But, um, of course he doesn't know exactly your son's destiny, but for sure, God will illuminate someone or someone in a family that has a special calling or a special gifting or are going to do great things for God will be highlighted. Or maybe they almost died tons of times like me, like out of all my family, I almost died so many times and God kept sparing me over and over and over again. And one of my aunts told my mom years ago before I was saved, like Isaiah has a special calling. Because the devil's tried killing him over and over and over again. There's just something special on Isaiah. Nobody knew what it was, you know, until I got saved. But yeah, it absolutely sounds like there is a special calling on his life.
5: Yes, yeah, because he, I'm telling you, when he gets to church, especially on the worship time, he just cries and cries and cries. And I tell him, why do you, I, I just, you know, I, I, I joke with him sometimes just to make him a little happy because it makes me like sad that he just cries so much. Um, because I noticed that he doesn't cry out of joy, he cries out of sadness. So he's just that sad um, and sad. Well, okay, and, let me ask you me this. Do
0: you think it, do you think yes, it's a yes. demon? Because a lot of times when people are crying in the presence of God, um, it's actually a demon crying because the demon doesn't want to leave or the demon doesn't like the environment or like crying is a massive manifestation in deliverance. And it's not the person, it's mm-hmm. the demon through the person crying. And the Bible, of course, talks about demons would cry out and stuff like that. But anyways, do you feel like it's a demon mm-hmm. that's manifesting and making him cry? Or is it like he's, a, or is it a good cry?
5: I I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know because right after, um, right after he finishes crying, he's, like I said, it's been a lot better since you prayed for him. A lot better, I would say. I can't say a hundred because obviously like I'm not with yeah of him, course and, and kids least, deal with stuff
0: yeah. it, it doesn't mean it's a demon yes, just because he's having like anger yes. or whatever
5: yes of course yes so i i, I would think that um i always say at least 80 percent because I see his changing attitude i see that how he's not as scared to go to sleep anymore um but you know like i I, I ask him why do you cry and he's like I don't know I don't know and he's like I just feel happy sad that's what he tells me I feel happy sad so I'm like okay like what do I do with that
0: yeah I mean it definitely could be I think I think over time it'll surface and you'll figure it all out and it'll work out I mean he's 10 years old he's still young but it wouldn't hurt to pray for him deliverance for you to pray deliverance over him at, at any point it would definitely wouldn't hurt but i wouldn't i wouldn't push the fact if he doesn't feel you know that's the case he's just crying in the presence of god i would just let him continue doing what he's doing and then if you see anything or an opportunity to pray for him deliverance to see if anything's there maybe something services maybe not but i definitely say hey keep keep looking out for him keep praying for him and god's doing something in his life let me let me uh pray for him before we end i do have more people waiting so i'm going to um yes, okay. bring on the next caller but what was his name Alejandro Father, I pray for Alejandro right now, God, that you would just touch his life. Father, I pray if there's anything there that needs deliverance from, that God, you would deliver him, that you would do the work in his life. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do, that you would wash him, you would cleanse him, that there would be breakthrough in this family and in his life. God, we just pray right now that you would just do great things in his life. He would never taste the world. He would never go into the world. He would never be in the kingdom of darkness. But God, I pray that he would serve you all the days of his life. You would guard him, guide him, and protect him. We cancel every strategy, every plan, and every assignment of the devil. Satan, you have no power over him. We command every demon to leave him now. Satan has no power. We have all power over the enemy, so we take our authority over the plans of the enemy, and we just pray, Lord, Your anointing over him, Your power over him, Your fire over him, and that Your will would be accomplished in his life. In Jesus' name, Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, you, sister, for calling in, and I hope
0: to see you again in Arizona next year.
3: Of course.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless.
3: Thank
0: you. Bye bye. All right, guys, we have three more people. We've been live for over an hour, an hour and five minutes. So I'm going to take these three people because they've been waiting. And then we are going to uh, hang out the chat for a little bit, answer some questions. And then uh, I got to get off here because I got stuff I got to do. It's Friday afternoon and I got a list of things I still got to do before the kids go from school. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for calling in. Please let me know your name and where you're calling in from. Hi, Isaiah. Can you hear me? Yep. How are you?
7: Good about yourself.
0: I'm doing good. What's your name and where are you calling in from?
7: I'm James and I'm calling in from Columbus, Ohio.
0: Nice. What's going on, James?
7: Uh, I don't, um, I'm just, uh, hanging out today, but, um, uh, I just, uh, wanted to call cause, uh, I just have recently have been saved. I actually just hit my one year on Congrats, Wednesday.
0: Congrats, bro. That's amazing.
7: Yeah. Um, yeah. actually came, uh, outside of the church. I was actually deep into, uh, well, I wouldn't say completely deep into the, the occult, but I was definitely, uh, dabbling in things that I wasn't doing. And I had a supernatural encounter with the Lord. Wow. And he just has completely changed my life.
0: That is incredible. And you said it was outside the church.
7: Yeah, I was uh, actually alone in my room and my, I just had an encounter with the Holy ghost and got filled that day. I didn't even know what really happened and dude,
0: uh, I love that. And I
7: was uh and I was uh sort of in a limbo phase for a couple months and I had voices in my head telling me that I was crazy and that like th- to not tell anybody. And uh and I, I I did it for a while and uh the only person I told was my mother who actually is sort of who got me into all the occult stuff. She's actually a reiki master. Wow, and uh I had energy work done on me as a kid, and I knew the spiritual world was real but um uh, like i just uh i never really was i i mean I went to church, I never really felt anything, I was like I always believed in Jesus, but I never knew him, yeah, and uh yeah, i just uh he's just completely one eighty my like or three sixty whatever you want to call it, just my life and uh I now serve at my church every Sunday and I run Sunday night youth. I'm a production guy, um, uh, uh, even, uh, cast the demons out of people. And come just, on,
0: dude. I love it. You're firing me up here, man.
7: I'm just, uh, I'm uh, man. I'm just on fire for Jesus, man. And, uh, he, uh, actually led me to you through YouTube like he's used youtube for me so much uh also i don't know if you know pastor richard lorenzo jr but yeah i do i've had him on my re- show before re- he revealed him to me and he's just uh just completely just like just my, my mind just has been blown i've been in the word i'm in the word every day I have someone discipling me now and
0: dude like, that just, is amazing
7: yeah i was in the, I was in a limbo phase for a while until about uh easter uh, my my uh, my cat died the Thursday before Easter Sunday, and that's when I really uh started to wanting to follow the Lord more, and that's when he revealed a church to me literally just I, the first person I ever told was one, was one of my best friends, and like it was just crazy how many people actually believed me because like I had voices in my head telling me. That uh, no one's gonna believe you. Wow. And uh, I mean, li- I mean, little did I know that I mean li- down down the line that I'd need deliverance. But um, uh, but what I'm calling for today is uh, I have a spirit in me that does not want to leave, and uh, I've been through deliverance at my church. I've uh, honestly been through a ton of self deliverance myself. I've gotten the thing to manifest. I know it's a Python spirit. Uh, I don't know if you've uh I don't know if you've really talked about these and I uh things from the occult, but I don't, like dowsing rods. Have you heard of those?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that where you put the two rods out in front of you and they move and like you could ask questions and they move back and forth, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. So,
7: right. So that's what I was really into when I was in, in the occult and it wasn't for very long. It was only for a handful of months. I would just I, uh, my girl, my girlfriend at the time we broke, we broke up and, uh, I was just a wreck and I just was really searching and I was actually really searching for Jesus at the beginning. And then, uh, the devil sent one of his people my way and she got me into all this stuff and yada, yada, yada. But, uh, he, uh, like introduced me to these dowsing rods and I started talking to spirits for a couple of months until I had my encounter with the Lord. And uh, just, I just, those things are so bad. But going back to the Python spirit, it does not want to leave. And it has basically manifested out of me saying that uh, it doesn't have any legal right to be in me, but yet still uh, stays through deliverance that I've had with pastors of my church, through self-deliverance. and everything i just wanted to just talk about that
0: yeah it's a very frustrating place to be um on your end more of course than anything but also on the end of the people praying for you i've been in these deliverances where you're like there's no legal right there's no reason it should be there you're over there serving you've given all that up the one thing i will say and i've found this over and over and over and over throughout the years of doing deliverance is and i'm (laughs) And I'm just saying, I'm just going to say it. People involved in the occult, people involved in cult-like practices, people involved in the rods you're talking about, which is basically a, a simplified version of a Ouija board. You're just using them to talk to demons. People involved in Ouija boards or any of these things, any of these occult practices where you are not just sinning, but you're inviting, you're using your own free will to say, I'm inviting these things to contact me, right? I'm inviting these things to commune with me. In a, in a lack of a better term, and you're inviting them in not just to talk with you because that's what these dowsing rods do, that's what the Ouija board is, that's what spirit boxes are for. <laughs> All of these things are like a means to communicate with a spiritual realm that can't be communicated with through our natural facu- faculties. So we use spiritual things or items that they can relate to to communicate with them, which for you is the, it was the rods. Is You're actually not just talking with them, and you know this, but you're giving them an invitation to live in you. I mean, you're literally giving them an open door to come and live inside of your body. So for whatever reason, I'm not, I don't know it all. And I can't explain every principle in the spiritual realm. Nobody can, for whatever reason, those spirits are way more stubborn than someone that says, yeah, I was never in the occult. You know, I dabbled in I watching pornography. I was doing some drugs, but that was it. I was never in the occult. And then we do deliverance on them and the demons there from some type of unrepentant sin or whatever it was then you have people you deal with in the occult and it's just it's just much longer much harder the demons are incredibly stubborn i don't know i don't know exactly why that is it seems to be a mix of free will you know you giving them your free will basically your decision to bring them in them being invited in you giving them permission to dwell in your body and then it's just so hard to get them out of to get them out of your body you know i have a video on like why demons don't leave why deliverances fail i have another video on like stubborn demons and there's like some reasons we can give and some ideas and like different things i've taken through you know 13 years of casting out demons but at the end of the day sometimes i'm just going to tell you this way these type only come out by prayer and fasting and that and here's the kicker that's not just on the person receiving deliverance, it's also on the person doing the deliverance. And in the, in the story I'm telling you about of the boy that the disciples couldn't deliver, it was actually not about the boy because his father ends up confessing he had unbelief and then he says, Jesus, help my unbelief. And then Jesus delivers the boy. And then the disciples say, why couldn't we do that? So these are now the people doing the deliverance, okay? Asking, why couldn't we get that demon out? And then Jesus says, this type only comes out by prayer and fasting. And really, a greater translation would be like this type of spirit or this level of spirit, because we know not every spirit's the same. The Bible says some spirits are more wicked than others, and that's in Matthew 12, where the demon says, "I'm going to go get seven of my friends more wicked than than me," and they come back and find the house to be worse than it was before. So, anyways, I say all that to say, sometimes it's on the people doing the deliverance. They need to they need to pray and fast. You know, I think a lot of people. Um, are very casual Christians and they want to do deliverance and they want to heal the sick and they want to disciple people and they want to baptize people and that's all great but they're casual Christians they're not actually praying they're not actually fasting they're not actually reading they're not involved they're they're not in a relationship with the Holy Spirit so it's like man it's like it's like a soldier going to the front lines without no training at all no he doesn't even know how to use a gun And he's like, bro, what are you doing trying to be at the front lines and you've never even shot a rifle? And that's where casual Christians become casualties because they haven't spent the time. And so Jesus says, yeah, this type only comes out by prayer and fasting. So that's another thing. I'm not trying to blame anybody that's prayed for you or say like, hey, maybe they weren't. But to a certain extent, sometimes you need to do this. You get a group of guys together or guys and girls, whatever. And you say, hey, guys. I, I really need this breakthrough. Like this demon has not left me. I've gone through deliverance. Like I'm I'm serving God. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm going to church. I'm doing everything. I'm on fire. But there's something in me from my past, from uh, doing the, the rods or the Ouija board or whatever. You were in the occult. You know, your mom, like you said, was doing light work on you. So you go, hey, I need to get free. Will you guys, you know, commit to three days or two days of fasting with me and prayer with me. I really need this. And then after those, we could get together and pray and, and get this thing out. That's what I would recommend trying to find that. Of course you can continue to seek deliverance and do your uh, self-deliverance and God can deliver you, right? Like at any point, but I I think just from talking to you for a few minutes, obviously I I haven't met you or been there, but I think you're dealing with, uh, a strong demon a high level demon i don't know what else to say it i know people hate that they're like what there's different levels well yeah the bible says there's some that are more wicked than others there's ranks principalities powers rulers of darkness spiritual hosts of wickedness these are ranks these are categories of demons you know a principality is not the same as just a regular demon that lives in us so it seems to be you might just have a strong spirit there and um you need to go through that time of prayer and fasting and, and breaking this thing you know really i mean essentially starving right. this thing starving this me, starving this thing. Cause who can bind the strong man, but the stronger man, who's Jesus. Like we need God's help. We need God's divine intervention. And I've seen people get breakthrough in this area through prayer and fasting and then saying, Hey, let's try this again. After we fasted or prayed for a few days, does that help at all? Or is any of that making sense to like yeah. what you're going through? Or am I, or am I missing it?
7: No, yeah, but you're hitting around the nail. I just, uh, I went through like a little, like I did a, a little fast last week around two days. Once I started like rolling around the second day, that's when I was really starting to get spiritually attacked. I've been doing a lot with spiritually being attacked spiritually ever since I've really been coming out as like being a, like, like, like I started praying in tongues like a couple that's months awesome, ago after bro. watching, after watching pastor Vlad's uh one of pastor Vlad's videos about how to speak in tongues. Wow. And like, I was just like, like right at the end, it was like, I just literally just was up to God and just literally started like just out of nowhere, just like went went on incredible. a tangible like, thirty minutes, and it's just like wow, this is this is nuts. I'm like, this isn't really stuff that goes on in, in the church that I go to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like like you know, the gifts are there. They just don't really uh, show the gifts. They don't really have any altar calls. It's it is a bigger church. Yeah. But uh, the I, I definitely feel like it's a very it's an anointed church. I definitely yeah. know the Holy Spirit's there because the lord pretty much put, put picked me up and plopped me there and i've just been been going through all this stuff and it's just been like a complete and utter light to all these people at my church and just made so many friends and yeah. but uh, to leave uh like just leave us here uh my mom actually just uh got delivered about a week ago
0: That is amazing so, bro uh, your your testimony just keeps getting better and better by the minute that is amazing. Oh, it, it's a lot
7: it's a lot longer, but I just I don't wanna give it um, Dude, that is uh, amazing. I know I know there's other people in the chat and I don't wanna hog the hog the line. It, it it there's a lot more that's happened, but uh I've just been going through a lot of spiritual warfare, been getting a lot of dreams. Um don't know if it's from the enemy or if it's from God or if it's myself. Just
0: yeah. And I, th- and I think when you lot. get delivered from this specific thing, I think you said it was Python. I think when you get delivered from that as well, there'll be, there'll be a lot more clarity. Like one thing people always say after deliverance is my mind is so like empty in the best way. Cause my mind was flooded with these thoughts and other voices and other ideas. And now it's like, man, I can actually oh, think yeah. for myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the confusion. For I don't, sure. I don't have the weight. I don't have the other things in me. And and that's part of getting deliverance It's part of getting free. And I already know that, again people that don't do deliverance people that don't believe in deliverance or they don't think that it should be happening anymore today which is ridiculous but anyways oh, they're going to yeah they're going to hear us and be like oh more deliverance but it's like these are re- this is real you're a real person going oh. through this and sadly a lot of these guys wouldn't know what to do if somebody manifested in front of them and Jesus wouldn't just say oh that's not real Jesus would cast the demon out it's like so I really I really think that Um, what you're going through is real. You guys are in, you're in revival right now with your mom, with your family, with you, with the church, what God is doing. And I would just keep putting gas on that fire, do a couple day prayer and fasting and, and go through another, go through more deliverance, which again, for those that are like, Oh, more deliverance. Deliverance is just prayer. We're literally getting together and praying and taking our authority over the enemy. You've been given authority over the enemy, according to the Bible. And when you go for deliverance, Believers are taking authority over the enemy that we've been given authority over. So there's nothing mystical about this. There's nothing spooky about this. When we're talk, telling people to go get deliverance, we're telling them go get prayer and take authority over the enemy. If the enemy's in your life working, take authority over it. So the idea that this is like, oh, they're telling them to get more deliverance, that's a that's great. Get more prayer. I went for deliverance, what, a couple months ago? You know, I had my brother-in-law mm-hmm. pray deliverance over me for like an hour, making sure nothing was there and and nothing came out. But I was like, hey, I want to make sure nothing's there. I want to just, let's pray. It was an hour prayer session. So again, people that make right. it negative is weird. I'm like, bro, it's literally prayer. It's a great thing to get together and pray.
7: Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. I've, just, I've heard some uh, analogies that deliverance is like an onion.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
7: Got to peel back the layers.
0: Yeah, and it is, and it is, and it's it's only something that's you understand once you start doing it, because someone that doesn't do it, I can get why they're like, well, it shouldn't take long. It's like, yeah, that's great to say, but when you actually do deliverance, you'll realize that's, that's just a cute saying. That's literally all it is, because it does take time, and it right? does. It is. Like, when a demon's stubborn, what are you going to do? You know, if a demon's like, I'm not coming out, and it stays there, and you're praying for 30 minutes, and it's still not coming out, do you just give up and say, well, it's supposed to be quick? <laughs> well, it wasn't quick. You might think it's supposed to be, but it wasn't. So let's, let's fight. Let's get this thing out. Let's work together here. Let's, 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 uh, you know, persevere. We're not going to give up if the battle's long. It's like soldiers don't go to battle and say, well, it took more than three hours to take over. We're going home. No, we're going to fight until we take over. We're going to gain the, we're going to get the victory here. You know? Right. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to, um, I'm going to bring on just the next person, but bro, you have an awesome testimony. I would love to meet you someday. I just think it's amazing what God is doing in your life. I want to encourage you to keep going. I love it, man. I love it. Be, be excited where you're at. You know, these days, I look back 13 years ago and like, man, if I could only, I wish I would have, uh, I wish I would have really savored those early days because they pass by so fast and you're going to blink and be like, yeah, I've been serving God 15 years. But these early days where you're at right now, they're just so exciting and beautiful and uh, special. They're special. So take, take advantage of them and and just enjoy being a Christian. Enjoy what God is doing and continue to be just full in for God. Like you are, man. It's awesome. I love to hear it. I'm super encouraged by, by your whole story. I know one day we'll meet. Absolutely. I,
7: and I will, I, I, hopefully you remember me. I know you talk to a lot of people, but oh, I'll remember you, you, bro. Just be like,
0: I was the guy and, and tell me your story. I'll remember you for sure for sure I'll have to I know the Lord will uh, place us together when it's time no doubt no doubt bro well thank you so much for calling in man awesome God bless all right God bless yeah guys I apologize for the connection today we just had 1200 people and it kicked 600 people out on YouTube I don't know I don't know the connections in and out my OBS which is like the system I use to send the stream keeps cutting out my internet keeps going out and then it disconnects and reconnects and. It's all over the place. So I don't know what to say it's technology. In my early days, I used to get irritated by this and get in a bad mood, but there's no point in it. I can't control it. So it is what it is. You just smile and go, oh, I guess it's disconnecting. All right, we have two more people. I know I said I was only going an hour and we're an hour and a half in, but I'm not gonna hang up on these two people. You know what I'm saying? That's just not right. So we're gonna take these last two callers here. And man, wasn't the guy's testimony amazing? Wow, that was incredible. I'm so encouraged by that. I'm so encouraged by that. All right. Zamani, Zamani, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm going to load you in. You can turn your mic on. This is our Zoom, Zoom caller here. Did I lock? Yeah, I locked it. All right. Zamani, Zamani, can you hear me? Hello? How are you? Hi, Isaiah, how are you? Good. How do I pronounce your name? Zamani zamani all right awesome where are you calling from
8: i'm calling from south africa i'm so excited i got in hey ah, south africa start. in
0: the house
8: <laughs> yes yes uh first of all i just want to i just want to thank you for for allowing god moving your life i've been following uh the page since late 2020 2020 wow. and I've, I've learned a lot from you just uh, being with the Lord, being a slave for the Lord, being on fire for the Lord, uh, learning to be a demon slayer, and I've been with the Lord now consistently for like three years straight.
0: Come on, bro! That's oh,
8: awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm so on fire. So basically, I would say you like uh, my pastor in a way because awesome. for the past few for for the past few years. I never had a church. I never had a church. I, I just joined the local church this year. This year.
0: That is awesome, bro.
8: Yeah. But uh the question that I have for you it's it's something that is uh that is currently going on in my life. So right now uh I'm in a point where I feel like I'm ready to to get married and to start a family and to have a wife. So it's something that I've been praying for, I think, for almost like eight months. Okay. So just, yeah, consistently praying and going to the Lord. And the church that I'm in right now, it's actually uh, one of the sisters who goes to the church. We went to high school together. So I knew that she was a Christian. Then I reached out to her and then she invited me to the church and then hello can you still hear me
0: yep i'm listening i hear you
8: okay yeah so she, she invited
0: she, you to the church is the last thing i heard
8: yes she invited me to the church so i went to the church and then i knew her from from the past in high school and she had all like all the values that i i, I saw in her and I, I thought that she could be you know she could be the one for me because i had been praying and then uh I asked her out but I, it didn't go I didn't I wouldn't say it didn't go well but she didn't respond to my request and then a few months I think two months down the line I had a vision I know it sounds weird but uh I had a vision so while while I was sleeping I saw a, a vision so I I was walking I'm not sure. I don't remember correctly whether I was walking or something. And then I saw in a dream another girl that I went to high school with. Uh, she She's a Christian. Even in high school, she was a Christian. She was on fire for the Lord since we were like teenagers. And then when I saw her, I went and talked to her. While I was talking to her from, from the sky, I think it's the first heaven, Uh there was like a demon came out from the sky. It was so powerful that I felt its presence like it was pressing me down, like pushing me down. And when we when we saw that demon approaching, so we held hands and we started praying and we were pleading the blood of Jesus over us. So we we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, and then the demon was coming down. Uh just before it got to us something pushed it away so i guess that was the the holy spirit because we were covering ourselves with the blood of jesus so it pushed it pushed the demon away and then i woke up and then when i woke up uh i i thought about the dream i even prayed about it i sought advice before i reached out to to the girl that i saw in the vision and then i reached out to her I reached out, and we. I, I told her about the dream. I even uh, went as far. She invited me to go and speak to her pastor. I went and spoke to her pastor, and we spoke. And then what she said, what she requested, she said uh, she needs some time to pray and, and go to the Lord about it. That was back in August. That was back in August. So right now, we we are on that page right now. So she's praying and we're seeking the Lord. I'm also praying on my side. So my advice, uh, the advice that I'm seeking is that, did I do the right thing or did I rush it? Was this really from the Lord based on how it happened in the dream?
0: And this is a different girl than the first girl you were talking about. Yes. Is that correct?
8: Yes. Totally different girl. So I was standing okay. to call skull, girl. And then in the vision, I saw another girl.
0: Yeah, okay. So this is uh, my personal kind of protocol that I would give people advice for if they have a dream or a vision about an, a girl or a guy or somebody that they feel like they're going to be with or God's telling them to be with, right? I, I yeah. recommend people never tell the person. This is just my recommendation because what that can do is it could make them feel like they have to do something or they're forced to do something or it could confuse them that is it God is it not God so I always say like hey maybe it's God showing you something and I can't say definitively it's God because sometimes dreams and visions are hard to distinguish but maybe it is God showing you something but it wasn't necessarily that God wanted to you to tell her that because if God wanted you guys together he could also show her the same thing does that make sense so like if god tells me hey this person is going to be your wife i don't need to worry about telling them and if i tell them they're going to be stressed out thinking like oh god told that person i'm supposed to be their wife and now i'm in disobedience if i don't like him so to me it could get very cloudy the water could get very muddy if that makes sense to to tell people hey god showed me a vision or dream of us together and they're like what you know what i mean um yeah because maybe they don't have feelings or maybe they didn't feel the same thing or maybe they say yeah god gave me the same dream or vision i'm more like on the side of hey if that's the thing God gave me, I'll pray about it. I'll fast about it. I'll see what happens. And if it's God's will, it'll happen. She'll come to me. God can show her as well. It'll be natural. It'll be organic. I just, I would be worried. And I'm just being straight with you. Like you're my brother. Like we are my friend, you know, um, I would be worried like, Oh man, I don't want her to like me because she feels forced because she trusted that I had a dream from God when really, she doesn't really like me or feel like I'm her husband or anything like that and of course you I also remember you're in a different culture things work differently in South Africa than they do in the US I'm just true, saying like true. in my own advice of if, if one of my church members come to me or one somebody I'm discipling or one of my leaders comes to me and says hey I had a vision or a dream about this girl and we are holding hands and I feel like this is supposed to be my wife the first thing I would tell them is don't tell her don't tell her yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like, of course, yeah. you know you what you did. You did. It's. I'm not. I'm not here trying to rebuke you. I'm just saying like this would be my advice before they told her. Yeah, I would say, hey, great. pray about it, fast about it. Let her come to that same conclusion. Let her hear from God. And uh, if she comes to me as her pastor, or if she comes to you and says like, hey, well, let's all sit and talk. Let's fast. Let's pray. And let's see if this is God's will. Because literally, one of the most important decisions you'll ever make, especially if you're a man of God, is True. who you marry. Who you marry can make or break your ministry make or break everything it's like so important you can't mess this up so that's why for me it's like I would really just say yeah if God showed you that doesn't mean you need to share it with her some things God shows us they're not meant to be I've had God share stuff with me literally bro. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to share it with my audience. I'm going to make a video. And I sit down to record and the Lord's like, no, I didn't say to tell the whole world. I didn't say to share this. This was a word I gave you. Uh, this isn't for everybody Uh, to know. And I'm like, what, this is, I want to share this. Nope. This is just for you. So some words, I mean, Joseph started sharing his dream and it got him in a pit. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes God gives a dream or vision and it's not necessarily to share with everybody, uh, unless he tells us to, but sometimes that could be could, it could feel a little manipulative sometimes. Now, I could be wrong. She might be like, no, this was word from God. Again, I'm just giving you a general guideline. She could totally feel like it was a word from God. And this is something that is right on and all that. But uh, I would just I would be a little bit leery of going to people saying, hey, God showed me. To, I literally had people come to me. Let's just say this. And, uh, yeah. say, yeah, God showed me you were marrying my daughter. Like I had one lady come to me when the revival first started and said, yeah, I had a vision last night that you and my daughter were, you were wearing a suit. She was wearing a wedding dress and yeah, I think you guys are supposed to get married. And I'm like, no, that was not, no, God did not show me that I'm not marrying your daughter I have zero yeah, desire, yeah. none of that. <laughs> so it just sometimes could get that way where it's a little bit like, oh, you know, feels like that. So not that he you did like- that. I'm just saying, yeah, it gets like that.
8: Yeah, because what she told me when I, because what I did, I tried like talking to her and I was asking her out, and she said, "Uh, she doesn't do those things," and and I, I understood. And then she asked me the reason why I'm asking her out, and then at that point, I I felt like I needed to tell her the reason why, and okay. when I told her, when I told her the reason why. And then she said, we must go to the elders. That's the reason why I went to a pastor because she okay. requested that. And then she told me that, uh, initially she didn't want to get married at all, but in 2019, uh, God spoke to her and she, she told her that, uh, God will actually choose her husband for her. She's the one who told me that. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. And then she said, uh, when that person comes. Uh, she will know God will confirm that person and then she requested that she will just go in prayer and fasting until the Lord speaks to her and confirm confirm the same dream and then I agreed I said I said it's fine then let's do that let's pray so currently now we are we are praying we're waiting on the Lord uh to also confirm it with her so another thing like the question that, uh, if you can please answer this question for me, based on the dream that I told you about, uh, on what happened, does it seem for you, for your, from your experience, does it look like it, it is a dream from God, like how things happened?
0: I, I, it's hard to say. It's very, like, I've, I usually, my policy is like, I won't tell someone if, if it, I think it's a dream from God or not because... It's just so, dreams are so hard to say. I always leave it to the person's own discretion of whether they felt like God spoke to them or not because you could literally have a dream. Like I have dreams sometimes that are, crazy about nothing like sexual or weird, but like I'm hanging out with somebody from junior high or whatever. And we're out riding dirt bikes. It's like, you know what I mean? I I don't know. I I don't think it was a dream from God, but I have supernatural dreams that I'm like, yeah, that wasn't God. Or maybe that was God. It gets, it gets very cloudy with the dream and vision realm. So I wouldn't like hitch my wagon to like, I had a dream about this person. This must be it. I would look for more confirmation and for more leading of the Holy spirit than to just be like I had a dream about it so that's hard for me to say I I would recommend like if you have a dream like that waking up in pr- prayer like hey Lord is this from you writing it down praying about it and asking the Lord and trying to get some confirmation on it because I I just I can't I can't say like oh yeah that was a dream from God because it could just be you had a dream you were just thinking about it or you're whatever you know it doesn't mean that has to be from God yeah. there's dreams that come from the soul and so that is very very hard to say but the right thing you guys for sure did is going to elders that's for sure the right thing going to some leaders going to some pastors going to some elders to talk with you and how old are you guys if you don't mind me asking
8: uh i'm 25 okay okay so yeah you guys aren't
0: young yeah you guys aren't like teenagers or anything so yeah you guys are you know full-on adults i think you guys did the right thing and and let's just see what god does let's see what god does you know if it's god it'll happen this is the thing here's the thing bro this is the beauty of being a christian and this is like, man, this is living the carefree life, right? Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Today has enough worries. It's like, let's just worry about today. Tomorrow will handle itself. Here's the beautiful thing. If you are serving God, you're living right, you're on the narrow road, you're fasting, you're praying, you're doing the True. right stuff, God's, yeah. God's will is going to happen in your life. It's going to happen. If she's not the one, hey, maybe you missed it. Maybe it wasn't God. And maybe she says, hey, I don't feel God on this. All right. No harm, no foul. We haven't slept together. We haven't crossed the line. Uh, we could both move on and do our own thing and be friends, but now I'm going to keep praying and seeing what God has and keep going to church, keep meeting people. It's all going to work out. It's all in God's plan. If it's God, then it's going to happen. If it's God, it's going to happen. So you honestly, man, you don't even have to stress about this stuff. You just, Hey, I'm, I'm following the cloud. I'm pursuing God and all this other stuff. Seek first, the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you everything else can work out for you, bro. You know what I mean? It's really a yeah. carefree life. I was so stressed out before I was saved about everything. My life consisted of stress 24 seven I had a 30 year plan. I was now yeah. I'm like, I literally just have a carefree life. God will make it happen. I'm seeking, I'm pursuing, I'm living, right? I'm doing my job and God's going to yeah. make it all work. No matter what comes at me, no matter what my family and I go through, no matter what happens in my kid's life, good or bad. I just trust God. He feeds the sparrows. How much more is he going to feed me? Uh, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out, you know, and and that's for you. I think something you can hang on to after this call going like, Hey, my wife's out there. Maybe it's this girl. Maybe it's not. Um, you know, I always say God found Adam a wife when there was no fish in the sea. I think a lot of us are like, there's a lot of fish in the sea. Yeah. There was no fish yeah. in the sea. And God made Adam a wife. If God can make Adam a wife, when there was no one to pick from, if there's 7 yeah. million people, God could bring you someone, bro. You know what I'm saying? And God brought Eve to Adam. God literally made Eve and brought her to Adam. It wasn't like Adam had to go looking. So yeah, God, listen, God can do it, bro. Won't he do it? He'll bring the right person, whether it's her or someone else, it's going to be just the right person for your calling and it'll all work out.
8: All right. All right. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you for calling in. Thank you very much. Awesome.
0: God bless you, bro. I know all you singles out there. Isaiah, when are you gonna do you know, that single meetup stream? When are you gonna do that single Christian speed speed dating? Listen, your time will come. Your time will come. It's all gonna work out. All right. The Lord's the Lord's gonna work it out on your behalf. You just keep pursuing him, keep seeking him, and uh, you know, she'll show up at some point. There's hope for you. There's hope for you, brother. All right, let's take our last caller. I tried going an hour. (laughs) We're an hour and 40 minutes. I don't want to bring people on that have been waiting for an hour and 40 minutes and be like, hurry up. You know, I, I want to be loving and gracious. It's so funny. Someone in the comments earlier said, Isaiah's just doing this for money. Listen. Listen, Linda. I would not be live for two hours on a Friday afternoon for free if I was doing this for money. Just, just, if you didn't catch it, you're here for free. You didn't pay to be here, so uh that that's that all right last caller here i think it's natalia i hope i'm saying that right I, i'm i'm working on it guys i'm working on it the audio's messed up uh oh, it's buffering yeah i'm losing connection all day i don't know what's going on my internet is having issues natalia is that how you say your name how are you hello am i saying your name wrong
6: yeah, natalie That is my daughter's name is her phone and she asked me to ask the question for her. She's oh, right here.
0: Awesome. Where are you calling from?
6: Jamaica.
0: Jamaica. Hey, I gotta get out there. I would love to go out to Jamaica. That would be awesome.
6: Yeah, we watch you all the time and she uses you as an inspiration and she watched the video with you and your family and everything.
0: That is so <laughs> cool. So cool. And what what was your guys' question today?
6: Uh, she's just 17 years old and she has, um, she's been baptized for about seven years and she's overly obsessed with marriage. So she can't get it off her mind and it keep plaguing her, pressing her and, and she wants to know if it is a demon.
0: And how old is she?
6: Just 17.
0: And she's what you're saying? You're saying marriage. She's obsessed with getting married.
6: Yeah. She can't get it off of her mind and it make her sudden. And- Yes and she and they are yes. They are coupling at our church, each person dating and she not dating and and she just want to know if it is a demon tormenting or or if you can pray for her to get over it or advice you can give her. She's right here.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's a demon. I mean what how old do people get married where you guys are from in Jamaica? Like what's the average age people get married?
6: Twenty something
0: like early 20s yes because i mean out here where i'm at in california people are like in their mid 30s barely getting married you know they're slow out here which i don't think is the right thing when I mean, i'm trying to be rude but um some places are like oh it's 17 18 19 20. i mean i got married i was 21 my wife was 20 so you know a couple years off but i i don't know that it's a demon marriage is definitely god designed it i think 17 I mean, seventeen's young, but eighteen is like considered an adult, you know. So um, I don't think it's wrong. Don't.
6: Yeah, Go she ahead. don't have, and she's she's obsessed with it. It perplexes in our mind, per, and she she can't focus,
0: So she's like obsessed, like thinking about this twenty four seven. Can't do anything. Yes, is that what you're saying? Yes,
6: she can do some things, but it take up most of our time.
0: And and what I'm just trying to uh, understand is it is it just the thought of I need to get married, or is it stressing of like I'm not going to get married? What is the actual thoughts that she's having when it comes to marriage? I'm
6: saying she'll tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna I repeat, please.
0: Yeah, so I was it? just curious, like what type of thoughts are they? Are they are you just stressed that you're never going to get married? Or are you stressed that you want to be married, or what it, what is the thoughts that are stressing you out?
6: Um, never.
0: Oh, that you're never, never going to get married you're you're stressed out you're having this non-stop that you're never going to be married yeah,
6: because everybody would come they just wrong like like everywhere wrong. Uh, me they're just wrong you know so it's like am i ever i like you know
0: okay so you have the fear that's constantly plugging you. you're never going to get married you're never going to find the right person yeah yeah okay so that all right i was confused i thought you were just like having a non-stop thought way? that you wanted to be married, but you have a non-stop thought that you'll never be married.
6: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that, I mean, it could be, it definitely could be demonic if you're having non-stop thoughts about this. It's overwhelming you and you can't control it. And you're, are you hearing like any type of voices that aren't your own voice or your own thoughts telling you you're never going to be married? Like, is there any type of voice in your head?
6: Um, no. And then it comes to a point that, I would think about, like, if in my head, like, I would have to create someone in my mind. (laughs) It's so, so weird. Like, I have to create someone in my mind to be like, what it would be then since I may never be, you know, married.
0: Okay. But you're not hearing any type of voices telling you you're never going to be married or anything like that. No. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I don't think it's a demon. But I would say if you're hearing a voice in your head, that's not yours saying you're never going to be married, then yeah, that's probably could be a demonic spirit. If you're constantly hearing a voice saying you're not going to be married, you're not going to be married. We know marriage is a good thing. God created marriage and God loves marriage. God hates divorce, the Bible says. So yeah, maybe it's just a, a phase you're going through, you know, maybe it's just a phase you're going through. It's definitely a lie for sure. If it's not a demon, it's a lie. Cause that's not true. It's that, that lie that you believe of like, I'll never be married. That's not true. If you want to be married, you will be married. God will bring you the right person and God will set it up and it'll be an amazing marriage. It'll be the right guy, the right time, the right person, the right family. And God will make a way where you feel like there is no way. So that for sure is a lie. And you need to recognize that like, no, this is not true. Whenever you get that thought, you need to take that thought captive and just go, no, this isn't true. I know God has someone for me. I know God is going to make a way. I know God is going to provide. If my heart is to be married, then I know God's going to bring me the right person, the right provider and a real man of God. You know what I'm saying? Um, You got to just really come against that lie and pull down that stronghold and be like, this is not, this is not true. This is a lie from the enemy, but it might also be like a phase you're going through where you're just going through this phase. And then, you know, you're not dealing with this anymore after a while. So I can't say though it's a demon if you're saying I hear a voice or it's nonstop dominating my mind and it's not my thoughts like it's somebody else's thoughts then that could be a demonic spirit and a demon can tell you anything it can tell you you'll never be married it can tell you you'll never be happy it could tell you everyone in the room hates you it could tell you to cut your arm I mean demons will do anything to destroy your life right so marriage is from God the devil definitely hates marriage and it could be but it doesn't sound like for you it is. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense at all?
6: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: But either way, I'm going to pray for you if that's okay.
6: Yeah, my mother. Sorry, my mother also wants to ask something. Yeah, go for they it. Me oh, pray. yes. um, She has a brother that he, I wanted to pray for too. His name is Nicardo McIntosh. Okay. Yes, he's on the... Um, Every um witchcraft attack, the, yeah, they don't want him to have a career. Everything he tries, he fails, and um, and he finally gets into the firefighting um course, and he did it, and he's supposed to graduate. Uh, yes, and they and they are plaguing him with the same witchcraft, depression, stress, and and hit his feet when he was supposed to go to training. He went to his bed okay and when he get up he couldn't walk on his leg. Somebody pray for him and then he walked. Now when he's supposed to graduate, he said um his leg again. Problems with it and all that. And so he's under demonic attack. And if you could pray for him. Yeah, we're gonna pray for him and then we're
0: gonna pray for your daughter as well, okay?
6: Yes, and pray for me too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, Father, I just, uh, well, we're going to pray for the whole family. You guys will get the family the family package yeah, pray, of, of my God's anointing is, on you.
6: Yeah, my name is Natalie McIntosh. Pray for me too because they are trying to, they are and trying what's your, to. what's bl- your daughter's name? Natalia McIntosh.
0: You guys both have the same name?
6: It's Natalia and I am Natalie.
0: Oh, you're Natalie. <laughs> She's Nat, nat uh, you say Nat, Natalia? Not, not, yes. Natalia and Natalie.
6: Yes.
0: Okay. Let's pray for the whole family. Father, I thank you for this family. I just pray, God, your anointing, your power, your grace. Father, we just ask that every plan of the enemy that he has against his family would be canceled. All witchcraft would be canceled off their bloodline, off their family line. Every generational curse is broken. I just pray for the son, Lord, that you would just bring favor upon him. You'd bring healing to his legs. You'd bring breakthrough right now in his body, in his legs. We come against all witchcraft in Jesus' name. Witchcraft, you have no power. You have no authority. The Lord rebukes you. We just pray, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Lord, let your spirit move. Let your power move. Let your anointing move and bring breakthrough and freedom in his life. Witchcraft, you have to go. We just pray breakthrough in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit right now to be released over him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And Father, I just ask you for Natalie and Natalia, God, that you bring breakthrough in them. I just pray your fire. I pray your anointing. I pray for Natalia, God, that this tormenting thought of marriage would leave her, that she would no longer have this tormenting thought of, oh, am I getting married? I'm not gonna get married. God, I pray you'd remove that thought right now in Jesus' name. God, remove that thought right now and just bring clarity. Let her know there is someone for her, that you have a plan. I just pray, God, you'd free her from what she feels as a bondage. You'd break those chains and give her a clear mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So I pray, God, that she would have a sound mind in Jesus' name. And I just pray for Natalie, the mom here, God, that you would just bless her. You'd anoint her. You'd bring healing and wholeness in her body. We just pray, Natalie, over your body to be healed in Jesus' name. Every ligament, every bone, every tendon be healed. All sickness must go. All migraines must go. All tiredness must go. All discouragement must go. And I just pray right now, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, the healing power of God to just flow through your body. In Jesus' name, touch this family, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God amen. Be- Thank amen. you guys for God. calling.
6: Yeah, God bless you. We watch you all the time, awesome. night and day, night and day.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Talia. want it. to
6: say? Wow. You want to say bye. bye.
0: Bye. We'll see ya. It's all going to work out. Okay. Yeah. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. What a sweet family. That is awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the revival lifestyle podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.